welcome back to the program. He's been with us a couple of times before, a good friend to us, and a good friend to all of you in the Tampa Bay area. You've seen him on uh, shows going back to the Murphy in the Morning show back on uh, Channel 10 and, of course, on uh, Channel 13 for many years, and now on uh, Bay News 9. We'll find out what he's up to lately. Uh, Bill Murphy joining us today by telephone. How are you, Bill? Not to mention my picture at all post offices. That's right. How are you? <laughs> I have seen your picture there, but it's not in the good section. I don't know what, what happened, Bill. <laughs> we have. 
Theater was in its prime back in the mid '80s, right. and I had Showboat Theater, yeah. wonderful, you know. And and quite frankly, the the, the 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 stars that did dinner theater were so much better guests because they 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 had already established their stardom. They didn't have the egos, and it was just you know Debbie Reynolds and uh, and and uh, and that 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 type of person, as opposed to these young stars who sometimes uh, you know come in with an ego bigger than the door. They're kind of a they're kind of <laughs> difficult to do, uh, to interview. So for me, it was great. And you know that show went off the air. I think like in uh, in 1991, and a day does not go by that someone does not talk to me about Murphy in the morning. I give you credit for it today, but it already happened a couple of hours. Did it ago. okay? <laughs> <laughs> I had a restaurant in Tampa, and somebody came up, and uh, yeah, it was just. It was fun. It was great for me. I just enjoyed it so much. It was freeform television. I love freeform TV. I don't like being, you know, stuck on a script. And uh, unfortunately, I had the freedom to do that for the better part of seven years. Well, well I, I was one of the first shows I saw when I moved down here. And of course, uh, living in New York, you, know, you get to see like Regis and then some of the other shows. I, I oh, think yeah. what you did, and, and which I have always enjoyed, uh, you did it in a similar kind of way to, to what Tom Snyder used to do. That's why I like those kind of shows. You never quite sure what was going to happen. It was fun. You were saying all the right things. Tom Snyder was uh, probably the two people that influenced me the most getting growing up and wanting to get into the business were Johnny Carson and Tom Snyder. Yeah. And I'd say that Tom Snyder probably had more of an influence on me than even the great Johnny Carson. So you pay me a great compliment. Thank you. I was watching some of Tom. Uh, they have some of his interviews up on YouTube. And I've always liked him because he had a little bit of an edge to him. Sometimes the guest you know, wasn't there and he got a little ticked at him. And that was great television. You know, <laughs> see that. You get maybe two or three minutes on you know, the network shows, and the local ones are basically infomercial shows now, so I mean, it's gone away. That seems it? to be what, it, what it's become. You know, there's nothing you can do about it. It is what it is, but uh, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, but, uh, hey, you know, uh, every generation um, um, thinks that, uh, that that their time was, was the best, and I'm sure that the, uh, the current generation feels the same way. What do you make of, of the late-night TV situation, you got Jay Leno now moving to a five-night strip show at prime time, and you got Conan now on the Tonight Show slot. David Letterman apparently is retaking the lead there. Or what, what do you make of the whole situation late night? Well, I like Letterman uh, of, of all of them, but again, that would make sense because you know um, he's been around uh, a while. Um, I know that Conan is extremely popular with people in their twenties and thirties, uh, and probably forties. You know, so he's he's certainly got his audience. Uh, Leno, this is it's just cool to see the networks actually take a chance. They, they're they're so they're, they're so cookie cutter, you know. To see to see uh, you know the, to do this 10 p.m. show and 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 see what will happen. You know, years ago, I I was asked before Jay took the show. I was asked to introduce him at the Tampa Bay Performing Arts Center, and uh, I was a nervous wreck. And I'm backstage, <laughs> and, and and Leno comes. 
in all by himself, not with an entourage. And I was so intimidated, believe it or not, even doing all those shows, that I really didn't, I didn't really have much to say to him. He just, he, he just kind of said, hey, how you doing? I said, hey, I, you know, I'm Bill Murphy. I'll be introducing you. Like, oh, cool, blah, blah, blah. And uh, he asked me one question before I introduced him. He said, he said, uh, he said, are you familiar with the area? I said, kind of, it was Tampa. And he said, he said, he said, where do the hookers hang out? And I thought, oh my God, what did he mean by that? So I didn't know, I didn't know the answer. Turns out, I think Nebraska Avenue is, is was back then at least a real saucy. Yeah, but I knew the girly clubs were on Dale Mabry, so I told him Dale Mabry. I said, oh, Dale Mabry. And I thought, I, was, I, I mean, I really thought to myself, this guy wants to know for later on. Well, little did I know about about a half an hour later, after I introduced him and I sat in the audience, and then he's doing his bit, and all of a sudden he said, he said, by the way, I forgot, I wanted to thank Bill Murphy for doing such a good job introducing. Bill couldn't stick around. He said he had a date on Dale Mabry, <laughs> and the place roared, even, even though even though it really would, didn't make that much sense. But uh, I, I always remembered how he kind of he kind of set me up that way. And uh, two and a half hours, he had the audience in stitches. I mean, I was crying, and. You know, I, in my heart, I've always been a frustrated stand-up comedian who didn't have the courage to, to try to pursue that career. But, you know, I, I could go out maybe and do three minutes, then I'd be out of material. This guy went on for two and a half hours, and uh, it really proves, uh, you know, whether, you, whether or not you liked him in the Tonight Show slot, I liked him. I wasn't crazy about him, but it wasn't his fault. It's mm -hmm. just, how, do you, how does anybody replace Johnny Carson? It's mm -hmm. just impossible. It's just impossible, at least in my opinion. I just wonder if, if that's going to dilute the Tonight Show, being him on earlier, because if you see a great guest maybe on Jay's show, why would you stay up to watch the one after? And yeah, but there's, you know, but on the other hand, Doug, there's got to be an audience because they're putting on shows after them, you know, so. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you know, but we shall, you know, we shall see whether, um, you know, whether, whether people will watch or not. Um, my hunch is they probably will, except if the, uh, you know, if, 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 the, if the networks have, TV is so different now, man. I mean, I don't know about you. I mean, I have, I have cable. I think you, you said that, uh, you told me before we went on the air that, that you do as well. Right. And I find myself, 90% of the time, I'm not watching the networks. I'm watching Ice Road Truckers and Deadliest <laughs> Catch <laughs> and Cooking, <laughs> you know, and, 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 and movies. You know, I watch uh, these HBO movies because once, once, once you've seen them, they, they play them for like forever. I mean, and I watch movies over and over and over and over again. For some reason, I don't mind. I enjoy, if I like a film, as a matter of fact, right before you called, French Connection is on TV. I own French Connection. That's the real sick thing. And I, feel like, and I, I think it's a male thing. I own the disc. I, I could watch it in perfect clarity, but I'm not. I'm watching it on television. That's right. So, who knows? Maybe I'm crazy. Well, I think that broadcasting has become narrowcasting now. It's all niche channels. I think that's where we're headed. I think, I think eventually everybody will just be watching it on their computer, whatever they want. Getting yeah. back to the Bright House On Demand channel, I think, is a, is a stroke of genius because you can go on that On Demand channel and you can watch my series. You can watch things that other people have done. Uh, you can go to other channels and watch On Demand, uh, some, of, some of the cable channels like A&E On Demand or, or uh, the, the Discovery Channel On Demand. And you and you watch it as you want to. Same thing with news. I mean, you just go on your computer. I mean, I, I go to msn.com. All the news is there. I click on the stories I'm interested in, news or sports. I get video reports as well. And you know, I don't have to sit in front of the set and watch an hour an hour show with commercials and listen to uh, to news that I'm not particularly interested in. So, as Bob Dylan.
Nolan said back in the 60s, the times they are a-changing, and right. they most certainly are. I am probably the, 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 the uh, uh, first generation of people who remember, uh, who remember when there wasn't TV. I mean, I, I, I can still remember as a, as a teeny little boy, we didn't have a TV set. My mother used to, when I was just, you know, crawling around the house, we used to listen to the Arthur Godfrey show on the oh, radio. Yeah. And, and, and stuff like that. So TV is still relatively new. So what we were seeing, we were seeing the pioneers. We were seeing the the, uh, the Christopher Columbuses and the Daniel Boones of television. These were the guys, I mean, I mean, John Cameron Swayze, there's another newscaster who used to smoke Lucky Strike cigarettes. He used to smoke them. Right. <laughs> this is, seems like all I'm talking about with you today are cigarettes. But, I mean, this guy would smoke cigarettes during the newscast. I mean, he'd tell a news story and then he'd take a puff and then he'd pause and he'd hold up the pack and he'd advertise. <laughs> I mean, can you can you imagine anybody doing that now? Yeah, Mike Wallace used to do that on yeah. his show. Not on the 60 Minutes, but... And he had uh, a game show, too. I, I've, I haven't seen clips of that. I saw clips of the, the Mike Wallace interview, which I thought he was great. He was trying to Tom Snyder before Tom Snyder. Oh, hard Mike Wallace, though. Oh, yeah, the one-on-one -on -one where there was nothing but dark, there was no set. Uh, Two chairs. Yeah, he was great. He was smoke, and uh, I remember one he did with Hugh Hefner. He was really hitting Hugh hard about, about the new Playboy magazine that he just put out. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, yeah. I, I think we're in a revolutionary time as far as media goes, Bill, as you know. I mean, doing the on-demand, who would have thought of that 10 or 15 years ago, that you could even do something like that? Now people can just go on their computer and... and, and Pick what they want. So it has, I think it'll shake well, out. I mean, the best will still rise to the top, but uh, it's an exciting time, but maybe a little turbulent as far as you know the advertising goes. That's that's the tough part right now. Well, it's also tough for people who work in the industry. I yeah. mean, you, you keep hearing these rumors that um, I mean, I was told by someone who really is in the know that uh, he said to me about five years ago that that within the next ten years there would be only two stations doing local news in Tampa, that the, the pie has been cut so many times between a cable and now the computer and on-demand stuff that uh, you don't, uh, these stations, it's, it's very expensive to own a television station and run a station and especially a news operation with, you know, all those reporters and anchors and camera people and even though they're automating a lot of it, um, yeah, so as you said, it is, it's a turbulent time and it's shaking out. Radio is the same way. I mean, uh, I mean, I, I don't know what the statistics are, but they say that 90-some-odd percent of radio stations in America are owned by three owners. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, I've been through that myself, and, and, and the lack of local programming on radio is really uh, very I frustrating. Know. Nothing wrong with it the syndicated is, shows, but you can't be all syndicated. I agree. I agree. But... Uh, we shall just have to wait and see how, how it ultimately all shakes out. Uh, and in the meantime, I'll be watching Deadliest Catch on Ice Road. That's right. <laughs> well, Bill, it's always uh, good to catch up with you. Give out your website, Bill. I know people want to get a hold of you, maybe send you an email or find out what you're, what you're doing. What's your website? My website is uh, travelswithmurphy.com. Uh, and it's, it's really a very, very basic website. Right now it only has a, few, a little bit on it, but it will at least give you the opportunity to click on it email me directly if you like. I still keep thinking that uh, there's another travel book in me which will be titled Travels with Murphy. Uh, it'll be, you know, in the same vein as the One Tank Trip books were. Now all I have to do is write it. Well, we'll look forward to that when it comes out. And uh, Billy, we'll wait a year and a half before our next visit, but appreciate you joining us today. But thanks for being with us. Doug, always a pleasure. Thank you.
I'm Stan Brock. 30 years ago, I formed Remote Area Medical to help people overseas. But then we found generations of families in America isolated by poverty from the health care they need. Together, we can take dental, vision, and medical help to a million adults and their kids right here at home in the United States of America.